Yo, what's good, everyone? Thank you for stepping into the Coach's Box. I'm your host, Coach JP3, joined by Coach Pace and Coach Murph. And there's always drama going on. There are no, like, outside of baseball and stuff like that. You got a little soccer in there. But really, the, the, the bread and butter sports aren't playing, but somehow they are keeping themselves relevant in the news. And, you know, in Los Angeles, Hollywood, there's always drama. And the Lakers seem to be following suit. So the latest this week with the Russell Westbrook saga is that him and AD and LeBron got on a nice little phone call, nice little three-way chat, and said, we're going to try to work this thing out. So now the question looms, is that good enough to be able to make this thing work? Should the Lakers just let him go do his own thing? Or, or what, where should they try to, you know, work something out and just not get that much for them? So uh, my personal opinion is, I, I mean, I feel like you don't have many better options if no one's willing to, like, trade. Or, you know, because of that 47 mil and that contract, you're not going to have a good offer for him. So I wouldn't shortchange myself because he still has some type of value. And your alternative is to not have him at all. I wouldn't have him sit at home, you know, and hope that somebody will just pick him up for like a, a vet minimum or something like that. Because you literally just got out of the Luau Dang contract. When's the last time we seen Luau Dang play basketball? It's been years. Years. And they just finished paying this man off. You don't want to end up in the same situation with Russell Westbrook. Uh, so I think him playing for you is better than him. You know, you're not getting anything for him and him just sitting at home waiting for somebody to call and give him a vet minimum. So if the players say they're going to try to work it out, you got a new coach that said he's going to, you know, do his thing to make it work, then you got to give everyone a chance to make it work under this new leadership then. So I know it's not the ideal situation, but it is what you signed up for thus far. So you got to see it through. You get them through this season. And then whatever happens after that happens after that. So that's my personal opinion. What do y'all think? You just got to work through it. I mean, you, you can't do a buyout because that's just a big waste of money. You don't want to trade them because you'll have to give up future assets. And you don't know if LeBron will be there, uh, you know, after this season. You, you made your bed. You got to land. Everybody knew what he was. Everybody knew who he was. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, to, to be honest with you, I mean, how much better do you think they will be without him? Um, you know, because if you get rid of him now, you're, like, strictly banking on – AD being healthy uh, for at least 72 games throughout the season, uh, this season and, and then, you know, being healthy for the playoffs. So you, I mean, that's what I really got to say. You just got to, you just got to roll through it. I mean, they're not the favorites to make it out the West. Um he probably gives y'all the best chance of making noise because even if you trade on whatever assets you pair with him, I don't think you're going to get anything back that will really tip the the scale to make y'all that much better. And then also it's just like, why would you get rid of him to get, I guess, incrementally better or maybe even a little bit worse and then also make you, you know, put you in a poor position in the future. So yeah, just just hope hope for the best this <laughs> because the Clippers are are going to be back full strength. You and they picked up John Wall and uh, you know they're making moves. Memphis looks like they they're hitting full stride. The Warriors showed that I mean with their depth they're going to be a threat. Uh, Jamal Murray will be back for Denver. So I mean. Everybody's just getting better. Even Sacramento, the addition to uh, with Keegan Murray, I mean, the way he was balling in summer league, they might even be somebody fighting for a push 
and the play-in. And, I mean, the Pelicans, Zion will be back, you know. I don't know how he'll perform after his long hiatus, but, I mean, they did really well without him. So, and then you can't discredit the sun. So everybody is literally getting better. You're looking worse and worse by the day. <laughs> uh, especially that y'all really ain't made any, any like game changing moves. You pick up a Daniel Jones uh, from, I think he came from Sacramento. He's solid, but like, all you're doing is all those old players that you had on the team, you're just replacing them with young players. Like you're not trading or you're not making moves to get like young star players, just young players. Just like you were just getting old people, not old great people, just old people. <laughs> so it's yeah. Nah, that's that's true. What you think, Coach Payton? Um in a nutshell. Make your bed, you gotta lay in it. That's really all there is to it. Russ not giving up that money. They're not getting rid of them. Nobody wants to take that contract. There's no, like, I don't even know why the media, you know what? It's a slow media cycle. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Mm-hmm. Why they're talking about this? Nobody's getting rid of Russ. There's literally no way they can get rid of Russ. $47 million is down the toilet. <laughs> literally. He's not going to get any better. I don't know what they're trying to fix. Russ is not going to change his play style. Russ is not going to be efficient. Russ is not going to do anything but do what he did last year. Triple doubles and inefficiency. That's it. That's all there's going to be. Unless he somehow can, you know, knock down free throws and knock down open jump shots, I don't see it happening. But honestly, it's a wrap. They're not going to the playoffs. There it is. They're going to play in – they might get to play in game, and they'll lose. Early predictions, play in game and lose. Yeah, they're – I mean, yeah, they'll be lucky to get that far right now. Because I don't think AD's going to finish out the season. I think he's going to get hurt. That's what? Yeah. Yeah. It's That's something I would bet on. Uh, cousins in him. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens in, in La La Land and see if they can, they can work it out in the season. But, um, I mean, it's kind of sad when you have to have a – you know that 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 meaning like okay, because LeBron knows they he stuck with him, he helped him get there. It didn't look good last year. He stuck with him. He's like, all right, well, nobody else is going to get him. I don't want us to lose him for nothing. So we're not going to get anything better than him. So we have to make it work. We have to make it work. We'll see. We'll see. Speak. You know, speaking of making it work, you think about the Clippers and and Paul George and how um, everybody's like really hyping them up right now. And so we'll see if they can back it up this season. And we're as NBA season swings back around going into the fall, we'll definitely be covering different teams uh, and and the Clippers are going to be one of them, but we're going to use PG 13 or pandemic P however you like to identify as our would you rather segment. So for those of you that are listening for the first time, our would you rather segment, segment some other uh, media outlets have been doing, really they name an athlete and they say, would you rather have this athlete or that athlete? You know, who do you think is better, this athlete or this athlete? So we've done Dak Prescott, um, you know, uh, last week. And so we're going to do Paul George this week. So Coach Pace, I'll have you go first on this one. Paul George or Jimmy Butler? I hate you. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, it's tough because you got to factor in who's the better basketball player, but who has the better intangibles. And that is that is that is the hard, hard dilemma. Mm-hmm. That I'm that I'm really really struggling with right now because Paul George is the better basketball player, but if I want somebody to lead a team, it's Jimmy Butler. Ah, 
<laughs> the level of stress on your face right now. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Paul George by an atom. Okay. He just has an extra atom on his body. That's it. That's the only thing I got for this. Is he has an extra atom on his body more than Jimmy Butler. That's it. I don't have any justification on why I'm going off of it. I literally can't, but that's what it is, man. Okay. Coach Murph, I think we know where you're going with this. Well, I'm. this is a tough one because, I mean, uh, they're both like – I mean, Coach Pace said it. One talent wise, one is greater, but intangible wise, someone else is the other is greater. You because I'm was playing it. Um, once you said it, I was playing it in my head, and I was just like, okay, well, I could easily say Jimmy took his team to the finals, took them to the brink of making it to the finals his second year by himself. Also, but I can't hold PG accountable for some of the things like we can. Even though he played – well, actually, I can't even give him a pass for OKC. I was going to say because of Russ, but then again, Russ actually showed up and he did it. But when he was out east with the Pacers, he, just like what Jimmy Butler did in the finals, PG ran into LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's And it, it's kind of hard to pick, choose because what we see Paul George now, because now he's really just like pretty. He, these past few years, he's been a glorified role player. Because with OKC, was even though he was probably the better player, it was Russ's team. This is Kawhi's team, where Jimmy Butler has been the leader of every team he's been to. But also, he wasn't the most talented on every team he's been to. So, oh. <laughs> I'm still have to go with my guy Jimmy Butler. I, I don't, I don't know. It, it's literally picking hairs at this point. I, I really don't have no rhyme or reason. I understand that PG is more talented, but you know, basketball is is more than that. And that's all I can say. <laughs> I didn't know who I was going to pick really before the show started, but um, I, I I think I'm going to go with Jimmy Butler only. Well, because what, what bothers me is PG giving up leads in the playoffs with the clip. You know what I'm saying? Like that whole, that whole bubble where he got pandemic P like that was there. That was, you know what I'm saying? They were supposed to be the ones to carry that torch through the bus. And they got beat by Denver, came back 3-1 on that. See, you know what the problem with that whole scenario is as well? Everybody looks at Paul George and say, oh, well, it's Paul George's fault. I'm like, Kawhi Leonard did play too. Yes, like, he, he played poorly. He played poorly but too. Nobody like actually acknowledges, like, everybody's just like, no, nah, it's Paul George's fault. Like, no, nah, Kawhi was on the court, like, that did yeah. happen with Kawhi was playing. It's yeah. the sign of the backboard thing, man. That's all. Oh, yeah, the backboard thing was yeah. nuts. That was bad. That, that just, like, took the cake over everything. Cause plus, it's PG has been a punching bag. He's just been a punching yeah. bag. It's just like you look at Kawhi, and like, oh, well, you know, it's Kawhi. And they, it, you know, people pick and choose just like how everybody went to talk about how great – uh Steph or AD is, but they give him, give them minimal, uh, or Kevin Durant, and then they give them minimal amount of, you know, criticism, but let LeBron, you know, pass the ball to somebody with an open layup and then they just kill him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, they, people, it's just that PG, the way he carries himself, I mean, people don't like him. <laughs> so they just, we're just going to place blame on you. Yeah, because I, I, Paul George can hoop. Like he's a hooper. It's just, it's just funny. Like because he doesn't really have memorable moments either. So if I say last second shot and Kawhi Leonard, you think of against the Sixers, Kawhi Leonard 
shoots and hits the rim like seven times, but it goes in. They win the series. Game seven. They move on. They win that championship. If I say last second shot in Paul George, you think of Damian Lillard hitting the shot over Paul George. That's a bad shot. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right. right? So when, it, when it's kind of like when you think of association, when you think of certain terms that describe good players, he doesn't have a lot of things those moments attached to him in positive ways. So, you know, so for Kawhi, yeah, he, he, he deserves a big part of that blame pie for that meltdown. Cause he's supposed to be the best player on that team. The best player. You're supposed to be the best player on the court. Right. I mean, people should put him up there with LeBron after Toronto. Yeah. He had the whole commercials, the new bounce commercials, the King's crown and Kawhi town and all that. It's weird because Paul George is like a top 10, top five talent, but it's yeah. just. Like... Yeah, because both of these guys are, are two-way players, Paul George and Jimmy Butler. Both of them are two-way players. I just think in those terms, if it was Jimmy Butler in that series, I don't think they give up a 3-1 lead. I don't think Jimmy allows that to happen. And remember, Kawhi did call on Jimmy Butler before he made his all, way all the way down to PG. So Jimmy was supposed to be there, but he wasn't rocking with that. Yeah. And it's like that for a reason. So Kawhi even know who's better. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, next one. Paul George right now or LeBron James right now? Yeah, next question. <laughs> I was hoping for a little bit of drama on this one, but, you know, I had to throw it. Nah, come on, LeBron. LeBron. Man. All right, Paul George or Chris Middleton? Paul George. Paul George. Okay. Paul George. Jalen Brown. Paul George. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Paul George. Listen, we know about the thing is, we cannot disrespect Paul George. Yeah, I know. know. (laughs) Jimmy Butler is a, okay. Yeah, no, like this is how, because this is, I, I always try to catch myself. Because the first thing that goes into my mind is recency and then another – then I turn the next page and then it's overall. So that's all it is. And plus, I mean, I know I, I love Jalen Brown. I feel like he's, you know, he doesn't get the credit right. he deserves. Yeah. So, right. you know. All right. Paul George, DeMar DeRozan. Ooh, fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Oh, I man. knew that one. I knew that one would get y'all. I knew that one would get y'all. I'm a. I'm gonna go with Demar. Uh, he. <laughs> Bro, I don't. I just. I just gotta go with Demar. I just gotta go with Demar. Okay. Mid range killer, bro. Mid range killer, like offensively, Demar can't touch PG. Demar isn't really known as a defender, just an overall talent wise. Uh, he's not far off from PG, but then also, like we mentioned, in terms of Jimmy Butler intangibles, he has that over him. So. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Paul George. I'm gonna go Paul George, but it's not. It's I'm I'm going Paul George because intangible wise, I feel like they're the same. I mean, Demar hasn't really. Well, Demar kept running into LeBron, so I can't really. Yeah. Same with Paul George. Yeah. Like they kept running into LeBron, so it's not even like. But, but also, he Demar been running into LeBron, but he was also paired with your favorite player. He do. Man. I like. I'm not. I'm not dealing. I'm not dealing with. <laughs> <laughs> focused on more important things. So, <laughs> I'm going to go with Paul George because he's the better basketball player. Okay. That's not saying DeMar is far off at all because I love watching DeMar highlights. Yeah. Yes. I, I, too, will go with Paul George. Um, it, it's the defensive side of the ball that sticks out to me the most. Uh, mm. Damar isn't a horrible defender by any stretch of the imagination, but Paul George is just in a different tier of defense mm-hmm. uh, than Damar. Plus, I don't think Paul George would have got locked up in the Drew League game that they played last week. My dude was getting locked up. 
DeMar DeRozan was getting locked up in the Drew Brees game. What he had? I thought he still had like 32. I mean, yeah, but like he had 32. Yeah, but he was he was in handcuffs for 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 the end of that game. Handcuffs in the fourth quarter. Yeah, but like he can't stretch the floor like like PG can. Yeah, everybody know where DeMar. Even though that he can still give you a bucket, guard or not, in the mid range, but you just know sag off. And just just be ready to jump and don't jump into him. <laughs> yeah, I I forget that dude's name, but he was frustrating the mess out of Demar like that that fourth quarter. And whatever happened to that guy, uh, that Trey Young splashed in his face when he was talking all that trash? That was crazy. Yeah. I, I watched that video for some. It just hit crossed my mind, and I just pulled the video up like the other day. I was just like, let me see, let me see this video again, like. <laughs> Like who did like what league does he play in? <laughs> and then just proceeded to give him a bucket. Also, high school courts are smaller than NBA courts. So spacing, I think DeMar needs more space. Like what they was doing, like they playing if you really look at it, like high school courts are way smaller than um NBA courts. So True. I'm not mad at it, but I do see what you're saying, James. He was getting he, he was on lock and key for a little minute. He was. I was shocked. I was like, he can't get nothing off. He got, he was getting the ball taken from him and everything. But um, all right, let's see if this one is a is a tough one. Paul George, Brandon Ingram. Oh, oh man. All right, man, this ain't hard at all. Give PG me uh, the defense. Yeah, PG. Give me PG. PG. But BI got a deep, very deep, deep bag. I will say that. He does. Offensively, he might be better offensively than Paul George, but Paul George is better defensively. You don't think so? Because mm-hmm. like, PG's that part, handles, that part, Paul George got that thing on a string. Like PG handles is just he probably got the best handles anybody six eight and above. Mm. I can see that. Okay. All right. This one will be an easy one for you. Paul George right now or KD right now? Man, what? Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Durant. Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. All right. Now I threw this one in here for fun. Um PG or Giannis. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Listen, I, I had Giannis on here and I deleted yeah, it. I was like, that's that's too disrespectful. That's too dis- I can't have too many of those on here. All right, but really. Would you rather if you if you were picking a team right now, would you pick Paul George first, or would you pick Kawhi Leonard first? Kawhi. Kawhi. Are yeah. you sure you won't be able to play? I mean, they both listen, we both screwed because like <laughs> he ain't been playing either. So I mean, it, it's either it is Kawhi gonna be able to play or is you know, you know, PG gonna turn into pandemic P in the playoff. So I mean it's it's one and the same. That's the same with like if you ask like Jason Tatum or Paul George, it's like Obviously, I would rather have Paul George, but I don't know if Paul George is going to be there in the playoffs. So I don't know what, what jersey Jason Tatum going to be wearing. The way he was giving up turnovers, <laughs> it would have been best off on the bench. I, I, we've been saying for the longest, like, nah, y'all got to put the ball in in Jalen Brown's hands. Like he wasn't doing like, I mean, he was having turnover problems himself, but. I mean, he was shooting at a better rate than Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum was looking like a liability, and it was pressing, I guess, 13 assists. Oh, he's being a playmaker? No, he's making open passes, man. (laughs) That's funny that y'all mentioned Jason Tatum because I had him as an honorable mention. I was going to throw his name out there for the fun of it. PG-13. PG is better than a lot of people. He's like, there's a tier A, he's tier B. Yeah. And, and I think that's the, the beauty of this type of exercise is that when you really sit down and think about it, it's like, man, I wouldn't take too many dudes over this guy. Like, that's I wouldn't. Right. Yeah. 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 Like, like with mentioning DeMar and, and you know, Jimmy Belly, the those two guys that, who I will also, you know, uh, acknowledge as a tier B player, but now it's just like certain levels and they're just literally just hovering like, this because like i could go to sleep wake up and be like no nah, i think pg got jimmy b mm-hmm. it's yep. like it's like all right, if you grading them depending on how you feeling that day jimmy butler's <laughs> 1.2 and 
and Paul George is a 90, 91.19. Yeah. Uh, that's really what it's coming down to. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, that's what I love about this activity is that I think it helps us put things in perspective because of recency bias and because of narratives that have been created in the media. I mean, if you're looking at Hooper to Hooper, it's like, yo, like this dude is, is legit. He's up there. He's up there um, and doesn't get the respect that he deserves always. So, Yeah. And I know it's the common theme about these is a lot of people kept running into LeBron James and that's why they haven't achieved more uh, in their careers. Same thing with Jordan, man. Same thing with Jordan. Yeah. A whole lot of other cats would have rings if it went for 23. Yeah. So. All right. Well, we, I can't wait till next week's one. I think we're going to keep this on our agenda moving forward. This is pretty cool. Um, we're going to switch over to the NFL a little bit. And I know most of y'all heard Kyler Murray got his new contract, um, a five-year extension through 2028. His contract is worth $230.5 million, 160 mil guaranteed, making him second right behind Aaron Rodgers. So, you out there in Arizona, Coach Murph, what are your thoughts on the Kyler Murray deal? Is it too much money, not enough money? Is it just right? And do you see them getting the bang for their buck? They paid this man over 200 mil for a two and a half year extension. Because this man is either, he only has, you know, great half a season. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, Y'all were better off trading him. Like, I mean, it's not like he was going to – you're <laughs> the second highest player for someone that – I mean, was it even in the – I don't even recall them being in the playoffs last year, or did they just get bounced first round? I don't even remember. I don't even remember – but, like, just like how you were talking about Paul George, when you think about the playoffs, what do you associate with? Like when you say the shot or whatever, when you think about the playoffs, what do you associate Kyler with? Kyler throwing off that ridiculous pass in the end zone that got intercepted and returned for a touchdown. And the funny thing is, I don't even remember that. Like that's like that's the thing. I can't think of anything when it comes to Kyler Murray. I don't associate him with the playoffs. Honestly, like as great as JJ Watt was for the Texans. That's kind of the feeling I have towards Kyler Murray is that another organization putting pumping so much money into a player, hoping for something great to happen and is just not happening. Even though that you know, like it got to that point where it's just like, okay, we can see that JJ Watt is injury prone, but he's one of the best defensive players. Let's just keep playing him or keep paying him. Kyler has never been thought about as a top. 10 quarterback and then I understand there's a market like you just pay market value for somebody but I'm looking at what Dallas did with Dak and then I'm looking now at Kyler Murray Dak is better than Kyler and you saw how that man folded with 75 mil I'm not giving him that five-year extension I did once he did all that extra stuff and like acting like as if he wasn't going to play unless he got paid and so on and so forth, I'm moving you. Mm. I don't know for what, but it's not like you're – you're not putting us in any type of contention in the playoffs. So I believe he was overpaid. Um, Of course, he's not going to turn down that money. And – I mean, he's just going to get exposed this year, especially not having D-Hop for the first six games. Yeah, that's going to hurt. And he lost Christian Kirk, too. Lost Christian Kirk. So, I mean, you have Hollywood Brown, but, I mean, that's not saying much. Literally, at this point, the best player on your offense is James Conner. Mm-hmm. So, I – well, and you got Zach Ertz, too. Let me give him his credit. Uh, but you, the, you, these, I understand that finding a QB 
is huge for NFL, like a franchise QB is huge for the NFL, like big thing for NFL teams. It's the most important position. But sometimes you just have to put a stop to it of like paying off of potential every time, especially when they don't show it. Because that's the annoying thing about it to me is where somebody like him who doesn't have nearly the accolades in the NFL as a Lamar Jackson, but he's the second highest paid or second highest paid player in the league. Mm-hmm. Where Lamar has had playoff run, multiple been in the playoffs multiple times, MVP. Like that's it's just insane to me. It, but but they don't want to pay him. Right. So they should have just chopped that and try to get some draft capital and get and get a QB for next year. Like I don't I don't know what you build around for the Cardinals, to be honest. You can't build around him because he doesn't stay healthy enough or play well enough uh, for a whole season. And, I mean, you could – people really don't care to build around a receiver, so you can't really build around D-Hop. Plus, I mean, he's ball with mediocre QB. I mean, I just – they don't know what direction they're going. They just know that they have the all-together conglomerate. They have a decent team. But they're just going to continue to be mediocre. Yeah, yeah. Coach Pace, what are you thinking? Hey, man, it was good for my Rams. We know we ain't got to worry about one team. <laughs> Listen, Seattle, trash. Arizona, losers. Um. So, man, all we got to deal with is the 49ers, you know? I'm, and I'm okay with that. I am okay with that. And they just gave Jimmy G permission to seek a trade. So, we'll, it, it might be Trey Lance at the start of the season. Listen, man, chop liver. <laughs> chop liver. They can say what they want to. He is chop liver. He ain't seen the speed yet. He Listen, he might have been scouting QB. Like I said, them lights get hit you. On that Monday night, that Sunday night, it's a completely different ball game. So that's fine with me. But Kyler, hey man, he out here stealing money. I ain't, I ain't mad at it. He's stealing money to play half a season. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, this is a big gotta prove it year for Kyler Murray. He ain't gonna prove that. He's gonna prove that he can. They are they show the stats. Um, I was I went to out to eat yesterday and they showed the stats in his last like from week eight to week 18, I think. He was two and two and five. I think um it was five touchdowns, seven picks or something like that. And yeah, it was not good. Cause his stats comparatively aren't that different from Baker Mayfield's if you really think about it. If you put the stats side by side. So for those of you at home, I want you to look up Baker Mayfield last couple of years and um, Kyler Murray last couple of years and see what the big differences are. But the narratives are a little different about each one of those people like, you know, talk about Baker ain't got it. You know, he don't deserve a starting job and he's trash and everything, but people look at Kyler a little different. So, um, yeah, that, that's what I have to say about that part of it. But I, the Cardinals are in a tough situation. I understand why they did it. It's not their fault that Deshaun Watson's contract reset the market. And they really don't have a better alternative. So it's like either give the man his money or you pretty much chalk this season up as a fit. You know. And, you know, there's a stat that I saw that only 50% of first round quarterbacks drafted actually pan out in the NFL. Throughout all the years of football, only half of them actually pan out to have decent careers if they're drafted in the first round. So that's a big gamble if you're thinking about like going into the draft and trying to get somebody. Um, so I could see why they signed them, but yeah, if I'm Kyler, I got to put that childishness, childishness aside that he pulled 
you know, wanting that money and taking all the pictures down, acting like he just, you know, about to break up with them and a bad relationship and taking all their pictures down, stuff like that. He has to grow up in that sense. And I think if he does that and shows that maturity, his teammates will respond positively to him. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about some of the players saying that he can grow in leadership and they would like to see that from him. So if he stays healthy, grows in leadership, they can they can at least be, you know, competitive and and make a run for it. I don't see them coming out of the NFC, but they could at least maybe surprise and win a playoff game. Wishful thinking. Wishful thinking for sure. For sure. But I will say the NFC is much easier than the AFC. So if if, if there is a conference for you to get a shot at making some noise in the playoffs, it would be the NFC. Yeah. Especially with that additional playoff spot. Right. So we'll see if the Cardinals and Kyler Murray step it up. Because another thing is, I don't even know if the Cardinals have the right coach. To be honest, I'm I'm not I'm not all in on uh, on uh, Kingsbury on Cliff Kingsbury. So I think some of it is holding Kyler Murray's growth back because of the head coach that they have. Uh, yeah, I'm just not 100% sold. He's cheats. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see with that. Well, speaking of all in, we're just going to do a little something different here uh, to wrap things. Oh, and by the way, yeah, if I'm Lamar, I'm like, so so how much we talking? Because they giving him all that money, 160 guaranteed. Don't talk to me unless it's 250. Yeah, so I'm looking at that. I, yeah, yeah. So he needs to be getting a little bit more than that. I think perhaps 20% more than the Kyler Murray contract would be pretty good for Lamar. I think it would be pretty reasonable for him. Yeah, it'll be – Tyler got, what, 1250, correct? Yeah. And 160 guaranteed? 160 guaranteed. For what, five years? Mm-hmm. Man, if I'm Lamar, I need I five years, three hundred. Listen, if I don't give me a receiver, I don't want nothing. I want to be traded. <laughs> so sorry, it's two hundred and thirty and two hundred thirty point five million one sixty guaranteed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I need five. I need five for about two fifty, two sixty, and about he. You said. How much is guaranteed? 160? Yeah. Yeah. I need 190 guaranteed. 192. I think that's more than fair. I think that's more than fair. But I don't pocket watch though. <laughs> I'm just saying what I would do. Yes, yes, yes. So we um we have a little new part on here, and it's it's called all in, call, or fold. So for your poker fans out there. I'm going to name an NFL team. We're going to do this for several weeks. We got three teams on the docket for tonight. And each of us are going to say, hey, we're all in on this on this team. We believe that they're going to make some noise. We're going to call. So, we, you know, that's the, the lowest. That's the minimum wager that you can do during the hand. So that's just saying, hey, they could be okay, but I'm not, I'm not really confident in them. So they kind of in the middle. Or fold, I don't believe in them at all. So the first one up is the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. And I know we have an Eagles fan here on the show. Philly boys. I'm wearing my, my Philly pajama pants right now. <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple follow-up questions after the show. But okay, um, so I actually do. I can't believe I'm saying this. All right. I'm all in on the Eagles this year. I'm all in on the Eagles. I know there's a lot to be determined, question marks around in Jalen Hurts. Uh, the new additions, the first year for the for the new additions there, especially A.J. Brown. But I look at it because not necessarily that they're going to have, like, this ridiculously good record. But they're like, like I just said about the NFC, they're in the NFC. Their biggest competition in their own – you know, division is the Cowboys. And we all know 
what the Cowboys do. You know, just when you believe in them, they break your hearts. So that could happen. But even if if the Cowboys have a solid year, two teams from that conference can go in because you look at the NFC South. I mean, Carolina's not – Philly's going to do better than Carolina. Philly's going to do better than Atlanta. And Saints are a wild card because there's a lot of, you know, you know Michael Thomas coming back and Jameis Winston. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. And you have Tampa Bay, which will be at the top of the division. I mean, I'm looking at they should be able to make it to the playoffs, and depending on the matchup, they should be able to win at least a, a, a one playoff game, at least with the team as currently assembled. So, Coach Murph, I'll give it to you next since you're the Eagles fan. I'm calling, my boy. I'm calling. I'm excited. I like the team. I like the structure. I think I'm more happy with our position in the future versus just what it is this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so just discussing this season, I'm, I'm calling. Um, I do expect them to make a playoffs. Because, uh, like, last year I didn't expect them to, to make the playoffs. I was just kind of like it's kind of a figuring out year. Um but this year, I'm expecting. I'm expecting a playoff win. I don't care who you play. I'm expecting a playoff win. Um, I feel like you know Jalen Hurts got that that year under his belt. Um, you know, uh, Nick Sirianni got that year under his belt. Where it's just like, okay, we saw them get better as you know the weeks went on. So now you add, you know. Uh, uh, AJ Brown, and then y'all have a great draft night, um, or a great draft in general, and some solid pickups. So I'm just like you. There's literally no excuse for you to get a playoff win, mm-hmm. um, especially flirting with the the potential of having home field advantage because of your division. Right. So. Uh, but then again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if they lost. That's why uh, I'm, I'm a call for this one. Okay. Hey, that's very objective of you. I thought you were going to go all in with it. Oh, listen, I'm, uh, I'm not a biased fan. I never was. <laughs> <laughs> Coach Pace, are, are you all in? Are you going to call or are you going to fold? I'm calling, man. Because um, it's like it's a coin flip. So. You know, they could they could make the playoffs and, you know, um, win a playoff game or two. And that's the upside. But you never know in the NFL. So they could, you know, start off hot as well. And they go cold because of injuries or something like that. Um, and we don't, like, I feel like they're, they're pretty well balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like they got great chemistry. It's just, you know... With the NFC East, it's always a toss-up as well. So I feel like whoever wins the NFC East, they need to win the NFC East to get in the playoffs. Like, it's not going to be two teams from the NFC East getting in the playoffs this year. Mm. It's going to be one team because if Philly wins, it's going to be them and the Cowboys going to be sitting their butts at home. <laughs> but you made it last year. I don't believe I don't believe they're that good. Mm. I just I don't I don't know I think I don't they might be I could be wrong but at the same time you know depending it just all depends on how things shake out I don't yeah. I'm just not sold gotcha I'm not I, sold like I expect them to make it because of well one there hasn't no team has in years have won the NFC East back to back years it's always been one and another Cowboys won it last year. Uh, Philly's the better team. Cowboys got worse this year. Um, So I'm expecting them to win. The reason why, um, you know, they got in two last year and why I wouldn't be shocked if they get two in this year is because of division. What I can see is because, I mean, we can, I mean, blatantly say that Cowboys and the Eagles are the top of the the division. You beat up on the commanders two times. You beat up on the Giants twice, and then you split with each other. And then you just have to yeah. make it work outside of the, those out-of-division games. 
So they kind of got a leg up than everybody else. Cause in all the other divisions, I mean, they're like, well, I mean, well, one, all the talent is now in the AFC West, <laughs> but, and then the AFC in general, but um, the NFC has turned, it used to be a deep conference, but now it's just top heavy. So that's why with them having literally the worst division in the league for years, that's why they always manage to get two. Because the other one just needs to go like, what, well, nine and eight, maybe. Maybe. Just to make it in. Well, because like, look at um, Seattle's going to be worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen with Jimmy G. In San Francisco, and then also with them using, they're gonna make it. They're gonna make it somehow, somewhere. You, gonna, I know Shanahan's still the coach and stuff, but losing Mike, yeah, I know. I was like, you know, McDaniel's no longer there. Could that affect the effectiveness of their offense? So we'll we'll see about that. But yeah, I I just don't believe in a lot of the. Uh, so we just got through talking about Kyler Murray and how that that's a big question mark there with the with the Cardinals. They ain't making it. They ain't making it. <laughs> right now, they are not making it. You got D Hop for missing the first six weeks. You're not making it. I don't even remember what their first six games are, but I don't care. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they only won two. I know they're losing to us. I'll be there for that. And us uh, twice. <laughs> twice. And then you look at playoff loss. <laughs> and then you go up north, you got the Lions. Better. Got, they got better. They did get better. Out they're not better than the Eagles, though. I take no, I take the Eagles record. They're always a tough out, though. They just they get close games. They just don't finish. They don't. They don't know how to play all four quarters. You're right. Um then there's the Bears. That's a dumpster fire. Yeah. Um, the Vikings are up and down. Captain Kirk is hot and cold. Mm-hmm. And then what's really going to be good with the Packers this year without with no Devontae Adams? Like with no true number one. With no true number one receiver. Not to say the Packers wouldn't make the playoffs, but would their record be you know compromised in that? So would the seeding switch up if if the Eagles, you know, had a solid season? So I yeah. Yeah, there's a lot out there. A lot out there. Um, all right, next one. All in, call or fold, Buffalo Bills. Coach Page, you go first. I am shoulder deep in quicksand. <laughs> All in. <laughs> Listen, they are literally the most. Well, I'm not even gonna say they're the most complete team, but I mean, we saw what they did last year. Things got harder. In the in the AFC, mm-hmm. but we're all expecting Josh Allen to take that next step, and doggone it, I'm expecting him to take that next step. All right, he's supposed to be better than Lamar. Listen, I don't like saying too many people better than Lamar because I feel like they discredit him. But yeah. that's another story for another day. He's supposed to be better than Lamar. He's supposed to be up there with Mahomes. Mahomes got a Super Bowl. And two appearances. It's time for you to show your behind, buddy. And I'm all in. Don't make me look terrible. Diggs, you too, because you was pedestrian last year. Yeah, I, I'm i definitely all in on the Buffalo Bills too. I'm right there with you, Coach Pace, because, you know, so I, I at least think they'll get back to where they were, if not go to the Super Bowl. So, that's why I say I'm all in, you know. So I guess that's my perspective. So with Philly, I said I'm all in because I think they'll get back to where they were and they have a stronger opportunity to win a win a, a first round playoff game. And they just got Von Miller. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, you look at that that Chiefs game. If 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 Buffalo's defense could just make one stop during that game, just one, they go, they're they're going. I don't think Tredavious was playing that game. Tredavious White, he wasn't playing that game. He might as well not have. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he was. I think he, like, got hurt, like, uh, earlier in the season. So, they was, like, doing backup corners or something like that. Yeah, man. It, it was it was bad. It was bad. 
And I mean, Tyreek Hill is the one that broke the game open and he's no longer there in Kansas City. So I this is the Buffalo Bills year to do it. They have the roster to do it now. They they've tidied up a little bit on the defense. They already have a strong offense. Um, you know, especially, you know, Odell come in and do his thing, you know, toward the end of the season, get get them ready for a playoff run, just like he did in LA. <laughs> Wait, is that it's so I thought that he wasn't there. No, he's not. They said yeah, like, he's hey. considering it. Consider I think he should do it. it. I no, think I don't think he's leaving LA. He ain't leaving LA. If they give him if they cut him a big enough bag, he will. I'm about to say if they give him 10 uh shoot, they can give him 10 to 12 million. He might dip out. Mm-hmm. A half a season, please. Get 10 to 12 million, please sign me up. I'll be in the code. I'll be in the you know, all you gotta do, you can just rent a place for five months. Man. <laughs> it was five because he wouldn't get signed till like November. November, yeah, true. It'll be short enough to do that and then reevaluate at the end of the season. Just go hard for those few months and then go from there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I mean, I'm all in. I mean, I'm there's not much to add. I'm expecting the Super Bowl appearance for them this year. So um yeah. yeah. All right. Our last one. All in, call, or fold, Tennessee Titans. Fold. Oh. <laughs> you got to know when to hold them. Hold them. Know when to fold. Hold them. Know when to walk. Know when to run. Hey. <laughs> yes, we all fold on the Tennessee Titans. But much respect to King Henry because it's not going to be his fault. Nope. Yeah. It's going to be Ryan Tannehill's fault. You ain't got no true number one receiver. You're going to rely on Burks, the rookie. Uh, But he hurt, ain't he? I don't know. But if that's the case, that's tough. And then you got, you know, I, I don't, if, Ryan doesn't come in and have a season that he had last year, like how he started off because he was pretty solid, but that also Henry was on the on the field at the time. If he's not performing, then you want to start hearing those utters about Malik Willis. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should start planning for the future. This isn't going anywhere. You might as well start developing this kid. You start implanting doubt in somebody's mind. Listen. Mark my words, Malik Willis will be starting an NFL game before the end of the season. Do, 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 do. Hot take. He will Ryan Tannehill will fold himself out of a out of a, a starting position. You, you, in the he's, playoff gonna Carson, he's gonna Carson with his opportunity. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we're gonna have three teams each week that we're gonna do that with. Um and it's going to get harder and harder, especially if, once we start crunching more into the AFC, the top of the AFC, seeing what's going on there. But, yeah, that's it for, for us to show. Yeah, you know, Drew Lee continues. Go ahead and check out Trey Young playing in Saturday's game. So, yes, Ice Trey is making an appearance. So def- I'll definitely be watching that. So I hope you all will as well. That's it for us here on the Coach's Box. On behalf of Coach Murph and Coach Pace, I'm Coach JP3. Stay blessed, stay safe, and Coach Natty T will be back with us next week. Peace, y'all.